So oh. going squatching. We're going squatching, bitches. Welcome back. I had to do that from way back. Way, way back. I didn't want to yell in your ear. <laughs> we are excited, as you can tell, that you're here for our part two on the moon. Not mooning people, but the moon. This is Don't Touch My Sasquatch. We explore the mysteries of the cryptid, the creepy, and the unexplainable. He's hitting the chimes over there. <laughs> and we are your hosts. I am Josh. And again, I am Mission Commander Lennon. Indeed you are. We got a little Squatch over there. Little Squatch is joining us. He's, he's the lunar module captain. He sure yeah. does. He's got the uh, water bottle up his ass right now to keep him upright, looking like he's standing there. Someone's got to hold him up. Indeed. Follow us on Instagram. Don't touch my Sasquatch pod. Go to our website for some merch, some affiliate links, the sights, and the sounds at don'ttouchmysasquatch.com. If you're enjoying the content and you want to show your support, Please join our Patreon. You'll get ad-free episodes, exclusive content, exclusive merch, and much more. If you're enjoying the content, please also... I said that twice, I think. Again. I got to delete that line. Enjoy Anyways, twice. <laughs> please like, share, and leave us a rating. This helps us to be seen by more people, and we'd like to be seen by more everybody. Yes, we would like as many people listening and enjoying this as they will. As they Not everyone's going to enjoy us. <laughs> Well, that's okay. Not everybody has to enjoy us. No, but, but if straight, we, will they listen though? <laughs> but if we bring a smile to your face, we'll drop some knowledge on your asses. That's all we look for: smiles, just like that smile right there. Old little squatch. Old little squatch. So, part two, moon mission. We got uh, moons, NASA, Apollo seventeen. Apollo Last, seventeen. Why did we stop going? Hmm. We'll figure it out. Mm. We won't figure it out, but we'll still talk about it. I was about to say, how are we figuring this out? <laughs> <laughs> You're putting a lot of pressure on me. The government could even do that. <laughs> so what is what is the shit that's on the moon that we're leaving? Um, well, we got space junk. It wasn't a question for me. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. Uh, he sounded so <laughs> disappointed. Oh. I've been told there's space junk. <laughs> yeah. From the lunar missions, yeah. Yeah. We just throw shit. There's rocks. There's three robotic vehicles that are exploring the moon as we speak. Currently, yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There is a weed whacker going on outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also uh, the ashes of uh, Jesus. <laughs> there's also the ashes of astrologist Eugene Shoemaker. He was sent up there in 1998 as a, in ash form um, as a to... dying wish. No, no, we love the little weed whacker bound there. <laughs> it's <laughs> hopefully not as prominent on the uh, recording. <laughs> Jesus. There's water and ice. <laughs> it started, I mean, you were looking around like, what is making noise? I, I thought that was you doing something else. It's like, damn. <laughs> like, you couldn't hold that or pause the recording? 
there's water in ice form that has been found on the moon. Lennon, does does this increase our possibility of maybe colonizing the moon or building a base or anything? Uh, possibly. Uh, obviously, water is a very important factor in life. It sure is, and luckily there'll be no, like, Weed whackers and lawn mowing that needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> nice <Maybe> quiet <laughs> space for recording. Hopefully, there's some real estate for us. Yeah, it goes for I think it was eighty six million. It's chunk um, change. I got that. I think I think that's what I saw. I'm flush with it. Flush with what? Cash. <laughs> <laughs> that's a crack of shit. Uh. Um, I'm about to take a drink. That was gonna be a long pause. So. We are on to Apollo 17. You pointed my computer. Yes. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Nobody can see the gestures I do. I move a lot when I talk. Quite heavily. And I'm yeah. not Italian. I'm German. Uh, so, yeah, we're talking about Apollo 17. Apollo 17. Yep, that's where we're. Uh, so, last episode, we talked about the first manned mission. Woohoo! Just kidding. Talked about the first man on the moon. And this week, we will be talking about the last man on the moon that we know of. Apollo 17. So Apollo 17 took off from Cape Canaveral on December 7th, 1962 on a Saturn V rocket, as did all the other Apollo missions. Can I ask you a question? Oh, God, what? Was it 1962 or 1972? That's what I said. I heard 62. Definitely thought I said 72. I probably heard wrong, and I'm going to listen back to this and cut this. (laughs) (laughs) In the case that I spoke wrong, it was in December 7th of 1972 from Cape Canaveral. So yeah, it was like we said, it was the last manned mission to the moon to this uh, to this point. It wasn't intended to be, but due to budgets and money, the government decided this would be the last one. At first, everyone in the public was like, oh my god, we're going to the moon. And then by this time, everyone's like, okay, next. Been there, done that. What it is, what about Mars? <laughs> and that's where we've been ever since. On December 7th, 1972, Apollo 17 took off from Cape Canaveral on a Saturn V rocket. The mission commander was a man named Eugene A. Cernan. That doesn't sound right. It should be Michael Cernan. No, it's Eugene Cernan. Is it Eugene? Eugene Cernan, Ronald DeFeo. (laughs) (laughs) And Harrison Schmidt. I don't know why the fuck I was thinking Michael. Michael? Michael Sarah. Well, oh, yeah. So, Eugene A. Cernan was the mission commander. He was a former U.S. Navy pilot and a veteran astronaut. He um, flew the lunar module for the Apollo 10 mission. Um, He was born in 1937, and he passed away in 2017. The next man, yes, I salute. Uh, the next man was Ronald E. Evans. He was the command module pilot, and he was hand-selected while flying fighter jets in NAM. 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 Uh, Ronald E. Evans was born 1933, and he passed away in 1990. Now, Apollo 17 was not originally supposed to be the last manned mission to the moon, but due to budget and financial restraints it ended up becoming that so i mean if, that if they didn't fucking go 200 times just to crash it just to the, crash them crash right the maybe service. we wouldn't have that issue right um so once they found out this was gonna be the last one the scientists actually pushed for the third member to be a man named harrison jack h schmidt uh he was born in 1935 and is still alive 
Good man. Good Geologist, man. right? Geologist. He is the first and only scientist to walk on the moon. He was one of the OG scientists at NASA in the 60s, and everyone said he had an obsession with... The moon? Yes. A healthy obsession. Okay. Like, which kind of obsession, <laughs> obsession do we have here? No, a good one. But um, So, yeah, they decided to push for him to be the third, and he was, and they rounded out the crew with those three. It was the final mission to the moon. I've said that a hundred times. Was it the final mission to the moon? I think it was the final mission to the moon <laughs> with a man on it. It's not the final moon mission. True man mission. Yes. <clears throat> Some notable records, which I'll touch more on later by the end of this, was that this particular mission, they spent a total of three days on the lunar surface with moonwalks lasting up to eight hours. And they also covered a greater distance than any other mission before it. So the Apollo 17 mission started as a risky one right from the landing. The landing site itself was a dangerous spot to set down. NASA decided to touch down in a narrow valley nestled between the Taurus and Littrow Highlands. The valley was littered with craters and bordered by mountains anywhere from 6,500 to 8,200 feet tall. Now we need those side things. Yes. Side sensors. The rendezvous radar. I like That's a fancy name, rendezvous radar. That's what it's called. <laughs> I know, I just like the name. <laughs> it is fancy. The valley was littered with craters and bordered by mountains anywhere from 6,500 feet to 8,200 feet, which was against standard rules of landing zones selected by NASA. At this point, we just said, fuck it. Yeah, and we'll see. The landing site also made it so NASA would go against their long-standing rulings of a free return trajectory, meaning that the craft would enter into a lunar orbit and return back to Earth in the event of an engine failure of the command and service module, as well as rules against launching at night. So when they left Earth, they actually launched at night. Yeah, it was like 3 a.m.? 12.30. 12, ah, whatever. Same same difference. Yes. But it was, um, I think it, there was some issues that they were going to abort it for a while. It was like an hour and a half they sat there. Really? With issues that they were trying to figure out. I can't remember for sure what the issues were right now, but it did still did launch. Regardless, it would have launched at like 11 o'clock. So as well as that, the landing site that they chose went against quite a few rules that NASA had made standing for years. Right. So why throw out those safety procedures for this particular mission? What was so important about this landing site? You were confusing me. I thought you were asking me a question. Didn't know if they were rhetorical. Didn't want to pull what you pulled on me last week. Wait, you pulled on me. No, no, you pulled on me. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I said, oh, this wasn't a question for me to answer. <laughs> yes. So on this landing site, there is a strange hexagonal mountain next to the landing site called the South Massif. M-A-S-S-I-F, for anyone want to check out pictures of it. Is it massive? It is massive. It's a massive, massive. <laughs> um, now, the back of this mountain has weird shape going on with it. It's either caved in or imploded, but the back of it is, like, caved in on itself. Gotcha. So, the geometrical anomaly was strange, to say the least, because it's also a hexagon. It's almost a perfect hexagon. How many geographical shapes are in Our nature? Earth. Do you know? No. That was a rhetorical oh. question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, I don't know. 
there's a lot of speculation about why they chose this landing site because, like I said, again, it's in a valley, got mountains next to it. For sure. But also, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they also got this weird mountain that's got a strange implosion or collapse on it. Right. So the official report is that the site was chosen due to recent landslide activity to expose fresh moon rocks and recent volcanic activity. Attack activity. (laughs) And recent volcanic attack. Oh, my God. (laughs) The volcanoes are attacking. (laughs) How does a volcano attack? That's a good question. Lava. Does it just come out with an arm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It turns German, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, And recent volcanic activity in the area. Nailed it. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. So they landed successfully. Um, there's a whole video on all of this online, pretty much from takeoff to landing. How on YouTube? How did they get the video of it? It must have been studioed. Must have been studioed. Wow, recorded in the studio. Well, the landing from inside the craft, but yeah. See, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, their first moonwalk lasted seven hours and twelve minutes. It's a hell of a moonwalk. Seriously. During this moonwalk, the crew deployed the Advanced Lunar Science Experiment Package, ASLEP. ASLEP. ASLEP? ASLEP. 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 And used the rover to travel to a nearby crater. Uh, Cernan and Schmidt. I'm sorry, I should preface this. Cernan and Schmidt were the two that went onto the Uh, surface. Poor old Ronald had a. Be stuck in the Michael. Yes, but he has yeah. some very notable things about him. He uh, about him or happen about his stay. Oh, okay, the, okay, okay. Yeah, sorry, I didn't know which way that was going. No, I'm talking my bad. <clears throat> we'll get into that. Um, but his his orbits were not for naught. We'll say not for naught. Yes. Ooh, they had a purpose. Yes, I like it. Can't wait to hear. So yeah, so Cernan, Cernan and Schmidt were the two who went to the moon. Um, so Cernan and Schmidt also planted the U.S. flag. This was the same U.S. flag that hung in Houston's command room since Apollo 10. So it was kind of a... Yes. And it's the not vi- going in. And the video of them on the moon, too, because they took a shit ton of video. Yeah. Uh, the video of them on the moon, they're having trouble getting it hammered into the surface, too. I think they all were. I mean, They all did, yeah. They had to. So it was the first moonwalk. Uh, the second moonwalk lasted seven hours and 37 minutes this time. These bastards, they're taking a whole shift, a work shift. Right. With no bra- bathroom. Bra- well, they probably went in their suit. But they got the diapers. <laughs> they got the diapers from Playtex. <laughs> seven hours, 37 minutes. This is the longest moonwalk of any Apollo mission. They hopped up in the rover and drove a total of 11.8 miles. They be cruising. They do be cruising. They drove 11.8 miles on the surface of the moon that day with the rover. Like so, back and forth or like seven, get out of here, fly, six. Uh, th- that whole moonwalk like, total. So, Got it. So it could be like in circles wherever, but they it just, could be, okay. but still it's 11 miles. I didn't know if they went, like I said, like 6.75 miles out away right. from it and then back. Right, no. Um, but another. it was another record. It was another record for the Apollo program. Gotcha. For um, the most uh, miles, thank you. Distance covered on a single trip or on a single moonwalk. On the rover trip, they drove to the South Massive and checked out the sites that were to be seen, and they also took some samples. 
Saw some sights and grabbed some samples. Yep. So if you remember the South Massif was the weird imploded one. Yes. Yep. Um, so the third and final moonwalk of not just the Apollo mission, but of also NASA's lunar manned program lasted seven hours and 16 minutes. And they once again took a trip to the, in the rover, but this time they visited the North Massif, obviously on the other side of the valley. Right. And took a trip. <laughs> I went up a, up a line. They visited the, visited, they visited the North Massif this time, the mountain on the other side of the Atlantic Valley. This also marked the longest lunar stay of any Apollo mission prior with a total of 74 hours, 59 minutes, and 38 seconds spent on the lunar surface. That's a lot. That's a, that's a long ass time. The command service module completed the most lunar orbits at 75, setting the record for the most time of a manned lunar orbit at 147 hours, 48 minutes. So... He did have some accomplishments of his own, just floating and orbiting. Floating in the sky. Floating in the sky. So, yeah, most orbits and most time orbiting. So, Cernan and Schmidt, as well as having the record for the longest moonwalk, also hold the record for the longest lunar excursion with 22 hours, 5 minutes, and 4 seconds. So, all of their moonwalks added up in one mission. Um, The rover also set a record for the distance traveled, most distance traveled at 21 mile, 21.75 miles during one of their trips. This is a cool story, right? During one of their trips, the mudguard on the rover broke, leaving the astronauts to get pelted with rocks and debris. So Cernan was worried that this would be the end of their rover driving, but NASA came up with a solution. So when they have issues like this, yeah, they got people back in Houston or wherever on Earth. They're back on Earth. So they got people back on Earth? When this happens, they got people back on Earth who, if you've seen The Martian, it's exactly like yes. that. Yeah. Where they got people sitting there and they got all the same tools that they have up and materials that got up there with them. Yeah. And they have to engineer something to fix the problem with just what they have. So this mudguard broke and it would have been the end of their you know, trip. And it was they were planning on going quite a ways around getting um, samples. Right. So their solution was to use duct tape and a laminated map to create a makeshift guard. So one of the maps of the area that was laminated that they had for out on their spacewalk. Did it work? They duct taped it okay. to the fucking thing and sure as did sure as shit did work. They just MacGyvered the fuck out of that thing. Yep. So this extended their voyages on their or this extended their drive time. Voyages. Voyages. <laughs> their excursions voyage. to different mountains. So, and lastly, another record that they set was setting the record for the most poundage of lunar rock and soil samples brought back to Earth, weighing in at 253 pounds. That's going to be a hell of a baggage claim. Yep. Sure is. You got to claim that in customs. So, the lunar module was loaded up with crew and samples and lifted off of the moon at 5.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on December 14th, 1972. The final footsteps of man on the surface of the moon have been taken, and now it's time for the return voyage. On the return trip to Earth, astronaut Evans completed a spacewalk, which lasted one hour, seven minutes. I saw that. That was to get the camera, right? Yes. Film samples and camera, yes. Uh, Evans was connected to the command service module by a 23-foot tether. He made three trips to the scientific instrument module bay that was attached to the command service module. 
this would be the last deep space walk to date. Wait, last deep space? Oh, deep space, not deep like space. orbit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nope. I was about to say, don't we have people yes. constantly walking on? There? Yeah, deep space. Real deep. Which is wild that 1972, that was the last one. Why did we like... We just stopped going. But, yeah, well, maybe you get to this later, but I thought there was another planned mission, like in 2024 or something, but... It's not happening. Yeah, I didn't. I read about it, but I didn't put it in there. But yes, I did. I, yeah. I mean, I follow that anyway, not just researching. But yes, that is something that was planned. But I don't think it's happening. It's anymore. not. Uh, it's not happening in twenty twenty four. Not never happening. Yeah, I just read it's not happening twenty twenty four. I mean, could you imagine going there nowadays? Like, just with our modern stuff, since we haven't been there since the seventies. Like, I don't know. It's gonna be a whole different ball game. Different uh, pictures too. Yeah. Of course, I wonder if the robotic... I'd never actually checked this. And I don't know why. The robot's on there. When they actually, The robot's on there. They actually take pictures, too. I, yeah. I never checked the pictures from them. <laughs> robots. So Apollo 17 was the last manned lunar mission to the moon that we know of. I want to go back, and I want to set up a podcast studio there, because it, I think, would yield lots of fun stuff. It would be pretty wild. I would like to go for the first time. I don't know when you went. Did I say go back? You said go back. I wasn't supposed to disclose that information. I'm ah, sorry. Shit, you done did it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this week I've been reading a book called "Ancient Aliens on the Moon" by Mike Barra. The premise of the book is the evidence of ancient alien structures on the moon through pictures and data that he has thoroughly researched. He also produces an overwhelming case based on science that there are indeed structures on the moon. So pretty much the whole premise of this book leads down, leads to and blends into the fact, or the theory, I should say, mm-hmm. of the structures being in line with the dome theory. What's so the dome theory? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Absolutely. So the dome theory basically comes down to that there's dome-like glass structures on the moon. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what they say. <laughs> Um, so there's quite a few, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I was looking at a picture that you have and <laughs> oh, yeah. I got distracted. Well, when you get to the, my pictures, which I don't know if you're ready for that. I just, it was more of, nice. I, I was like, Ooh, yes, it's in crowd. Yes. After seeing a picture of the earth rise through the moon captured by the Apollo 10 photos, mm-hmm. award winning architect, Robert Fiertek. Noticed that the Earth looked distorted like the moon rise does on Earth. And the problem with this is that the moon actually looks this way to us because we are observing it through our atmosphere. Right. moon doesn't have an atmosphere. Or at least not one like ours. It's got right. a it's thin, exos- thin one, but... Exosphere. Yeah. Exosphere. So, he added all of the photos that supported the dome theory into a ray tracing program and went to work. He was able to create, using his best ideas, a lunar dome, and it mirrored the same type of Earthrise that we see on the picture from Apollo 10. So, like, someone took it from the dome type of deal? Um, the Apollo 10 mission was orbiting moon. Right. And they took a picture of the Earthrise okay. over top of the Mare Smithy. S-M-Y-T-H-I-I. Smithy sounds fine. Yep. Or Smithy. Maybe um, it's Smitty. Who knows? 
Yeah, so they took this picture of the Earth rise, and it looks, again, similar to ours does for the moon on Earth. But the thinking is that they took this picture through a glass dome. Right. Because it's, like, right on the edge as they're orbiting around. It's, like, right on mm-hmm. the edge of the moon. The author of this book highly supports the glass dome theory and provides highly detailed research to back glass-like structures on the moon. But his thinking, as well as some of the other researchers that he talks to in this book, is that the structures aren't like a dome, as he calls them, a watch watch glass dome. Right. Um, but they're more like uh, glass-like lattice scaffolding structures. Because their thinking in this is that it's multi-layered, and it's more like scaffolding. Gotcha. There's some other stuff we'll get into. I'll get into in here to talk about the evidence of it. But the thinking is these domes are predominantly in mares, and light doesn't reflect off of the glass like it does the soil, because the light must travel through all these layers before coming back, and it can't reflect back by the time it goes through all these layers. So they think that these are... Structures are hidden in the mares. But then there are also pictures of actual glass watch, like, domes. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll get into some of that. So the first point I'm going to talk about, but before I get into this, I want to talk about this book. Everyone check this book out. I said it again. But um, there's I, hundreds of pictures in this book. Right. That you can't post here, you I said. I can't post, yeah. So one of the stories he talks about in there, says, I don't know if some of these pictures were taken from there, but... This one guy was actually given an order from NASA to destroy a bunch of pictures from the Apollo missions. Execute Order 66. Yep. Uh, supposedly, according to this book, this is what happened. So a lot of these pictures I couldn't find online. I don't know if they're from this. That This guy kept some negatives. I don't know what the story is, but these pictures are in there, and I definitely recommend everybody checking this book out. It's got a lot of pretty good info in it, some pictures that has a lot of backing research to back it right so she's really check it out so the first point i'm going to talk about is called the blair cuspids um Ooh. reference number frame lo2-61 h3 for anyone who wants to look it up i see it can you put these on instagram or are we not allowed to i don't know we have to look into that i because th- some of these pictures i couldn't find the original uh-huh. I can only find what some, like, if you look at some of the ones I have on here, mm-hmm. there's, like, another picture next to it with some drawings on it. Right, That's right, right. from another website. But that's the only picture I could find. So that's why I'm saying everyone should check out this book, because it's got yeah. the original pictures in it. Maybe to be safe, we don't post them on Instagram for this time. That's what I'm saying. Just not to get so, in trouble. That's what I'm thinking. So I'll give everyone the frame yep. numbers for what I can, and you okay. can check them out on your own. Perfect. And for some of them, people might even, you guys might even be able to find, like, some people pointed out things I'm talking about. Right. It's perfect. Perfect. So the Blair Cuspids. So um, the Lunar Orbiter Program, as I said before, was designed to be a landing site reconnaissance mission for the Apollo missions. It would help the, help map the lunar surface. Bird threw me off. I thought I know, it was a ringtone. It was the same time. Map the, um, like... Show the, the landscape so you could go, okay, we're going to land on this spot. Yes. Try and find good spots to land. And that's going to be, I'm going to, looking at these photos, that's going to be difficult. Like, um, okay, so that's the spot we're going to land. And mm-hmm. uh, you get there, it's like, this all looks the fucking same to me. <laughs> right. So the lunar orbiters would orbit the moon's surface at an altitude of 32 miles. 
Um, and it would snap the pictures and send them back. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lunar Orbiter 2 took 609 high-res frames and 208 medium-res frames around the moon's equator. It's a lot of fucking pictures. 609. Yeah. And most of the missions are like that with pictures-wise. So when people say that they sit there and comb through, in the book they say they sit there and they comb through every picture, right. holy fucking shit, that's a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, Plus the, you get a tweak. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, the, um, the, the article, two articles I read, I told you about before we started recording, the same thing. He went through a ton of photos and... The photos he couldn't find or were too grainy of a copy he actually was able to get. I mean, that's a lot of fucking photos. Right. And, I mean, some of these you got to adjust to all the stuff on them just to even be able to try and see some stuff or yeah. maybe even make things a little clearer to see. It's just a hell of an undertaking. But either way, one of the pictures that was taken, as I mentioned the frame, was taken on 11-22-66. Uh, the Lunar Orbiter 2 was fulfilling its purpose and captured one of the first images to ignite the hearts of aliens on the moon. Alien on the moon theory lovers. Like ourselves. Um, the Blair Cuspids, as they are now known, are a series of tall tower-like structures photographed with long shadows in a tetrahedral pattern. Now I see. You see. So, so I was sitting here looking at these numbers, one, two, three, four, yes. five, and I'm like, what am I supposed to be looking at? But now you said that, I could see the shadows. and Okay, yeah. all right, all right. So they get these weird, for everyone not looking at this, Josh and I have the pictures opened up so we can both look at them and talk to them. Because I read the book, he is now seeing these for the first time. So yeah, they're these weird, I don't know, what do you say, like cone type structures? They look like triangles. They so, do. I mean, cone, they could be pyramids, who knows? They're just triangle, triangular shape. Then again, when you do a... Like, even when we have shadows, it kind of tapers at the top, so. Right. But, either way, that's those. Um, so, many argued for years that these spires, as the book called them, needed to be investigated. But, unfortunately, with our modern HD camera, the structures were identified as no more than just boulders. But this wouldn't be the last they've heard of us. So. <laughs> we will be back! <laughs> Pumping the fist towards the sky. Yeah. So, for years and years, those were... A major okay. picture. That was a major picture. Everyone was like, holy shit. So they debunked said picture. This one has been debunked. I like modern. that. Modern. I like when they debunk stuff. Right. With modern cameras, you're able to see and make out that it's just boulders. Gotcha. You actually could see the modern side by side, and they're in the same position. Gotcha. But that is far from the last of what we've got. I think you just heard me scratch my beard. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> So the next one we're going to look at is called Euchert. Euchre. U-K-E-R-T. Not to be confused with the game, Euchre. Never played it. So as stated in the book, the problem is not what to look for, but where to look for it. Um, the moon is an enormous place, and we have thousands upon thousands of pictures, like uh, we were just talking about. Um, Too many. Yeah. And not enough. How many, how many... Years. I mean, we didn't even get into the lunar missions past, you know, Apollo 17, but there's many probes that, unmanned ones that went and right. took pictures. As well as we didn't get into the robot things that are rolling around taking pictures. Right. But they also have that on uh, um, the Mars right now. There's some pretty cool pictures. Didn't there's some a doorway. 
That's what I just saw there. Yeah. It was a pretty wild-looking doorway. Yeah, but that's the Mars missions, not the moon missions. Yes. Tell me about Eucharist Crater. In the 1990s, researcher Richard C. Hoagland was... (laughs) You had the fun names, I see. Yes. Uh, Was given a 1960s-era catalog of photos of the moon taken from different observatories. Earth-based observatories, obviously. Um, he was looking at the photos of the crater Tris Necker and found an odd crater next to it. The crater was shaped in a near-perfect triangle. This triangle was named Euchert. The side bordering the triangle had a reflective glow to it, and Euchert is found right smack in the middle of the moon with the Earth perfectly in view of it. So, Josh, are you looking at this picture? I sure am. Yeah. I don't... This is the only picture I could find of it. It was the same picture in the book. Right. Ignore the right picture. The left picture is what we want. The right picture was someone just like, here's another symbol. That's yeah. <laughs> Looking so, at it like, this triangle doesn't make sense. Yes. The triangle is a different way. Right. So if you look at this picture of Euchre, you can see these glowing, you know, edges around it. Right, right. It's it's strange. Um, is that from this? It's confusing because... It's the sun, it'd be one side, not the whole circle around it. Unless it's facing, but this is the side facing Earth, too. Right. Right smack in the middle. It is also located in the Sinus Medi region, which is a very big region that they talk about in the book. There's a lot of stuff that I didn't have time to go into on this because there's a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, This region was originally the first choice for the Apollo 11 landing site. But was all of a sudden thrown out for a different landing site. Because Just, the alien said, fuck no. <laughs> right. Um, the crew of the Apollo 10's mission was to enact was to enact a dress rehearsal of the Apollo 11 mission up until landing. The crew went all the way to the point where the landing procedure would kick in at around 8 nautical miles above the surface. The lunar module then orbited the moon 31 times before safely returning. How long does it take to go around the moon 31 times? That's a great question. Well, if it took, let's see, if it took, uh, um, um, let me see, go back to my truth facts about truth facts. Truth facts about truth facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, Evans mm-hmm. set the record for 75 orbits lasting 145 hours, 47 hours. 48 yeah. minutes. So maybe half the time. So it's not as... No. Yeah, it was... Yeah. Yeah. So about half the time. Words were not coming out, <laughs> so I just, I just aborted mission. Abort. Um, 31 times before safely record, returning. These astronauts took many pictures of the Sinus Medi region on their trip. If the idea of landing there was thrown out, then why were they asked to take so many pictures? And why were the pictures... Of not mostly flat landing sites, but mostly of odd geometric anomalies or mountain, mountainous hilly areas on the surface. Maybe they could have been just researching the surface. They could have been. They probably um, were. <laughs> was this was after the abortion of the landing spot there, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So this Hogland guy, after finding the triangle, then began Hogland motherfucker. <laughs> After finding the triangle, he then began searching through photos taken from early unmanned probes like the Lunar Orbiter missions. Now we get into some other stuff we found. Ooh. So if you turn your textbook to page 
The shard in the tower? Yeah, I like this one. This so is interesting. Hoigland discovered in one of the pictures a 1.5 mile high obelisk that they deemed the shard. This fucking thing is wild. This doesn't even look like the moon. It's weird. In the picture, you can see the main structure, which is casting a shadow. And I don't think you can see it in the picture I have, but on the book, you can see it. Yeah. There's also another structure behind it, um, which stands an estimated seven miles high. And its base originates somewhere beyond the horizon. So it's on the other far side of the curvature. Okay. The, uh, the apex, the curvature. Um, no. Seven miles high? Yeah, so if you see that little blurry spot. Yeah. So when it's zoomed in with a higher contrast in the book, mm-hmm. you can actually see that there's a whole other like, shard type. But at least the main shard that you see. The shard's the closer one that you see the full thing. The tower's the one behind it. It doesn't even look like it belongs It's there. not a natural forming thing. And this is like I was saying earlier, too, and the other one was... These exposure times were so quick that whatever this was, it would have had to have been a real thing. Because if you look at the surface around it, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just washed out. And Yeah, I see that. I also see this middle right side of the picture coming from the black to the... Now, that could be just on the picture, but there's like a... What is that trail? Yeah, I don't know. That's strange, too. Again, that, like maybe it's a pubic hair again. <laughs> Short so, and curly. What? Short and curly. <laughs> Short and curly. So yeah, they sit on a flat region and stick out like a sore thumb, wouldn't you agree? Against the crater-ridden surface. Uh, against the crater-ridden surface of the moon. They both have a translucent look to them, and enhanced photos even show geometric shapes that aren't the pixels, but are in them themselves. So if you zoom in, obviously you're going to see a square pixel, but there's actually like shapes made out of these pixels in there. Gotcha. Uh, the shard part of it. Yes. It looks like it's one of the stars in the background. I'm looking at the rest of the stars. Are you looking at the picture? Yes. Doesn't it look like it's just the same shape as one of the stars? Above it? Well, if there is like a little star-looking thing above it, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. there's the main part that's standing vertical underneath. I see underneath. that. Yeah, that's yes, weird. I, it's the piece underneath. The other one's a star. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, that I've been looking at that thing like, I'm pretty sure that's a star. Yeah, no. It's the towering structure standing up. You can see that shadow cast. And I see that. Yeah. But it says the, uh, what does it say? Is it the shard and the tower. I was looking for the shard. Oh, and all I can see is when the, you're talking about the tower. Yeah. So yeah, right above some asshole drew a circle on this picture as yes, if no did. one knew what it was. But right above that circle, you see that really faint, faint little circle there, faint little blur. Kind of above that, the someone drew the circle. Yes, right? there's a on little like top, kind of on the left. Yes, there's a little blur. Nice. No, now it. that is the tower. When it's zoomed in and it has a higher contrast in the book, you can actually see like a shape coming down, like the tower, like the oh, shard okay. next to it. So you really can't see it, though. No, not right now. So the shard is the thing we can visu- visually see. Yep. The tower is not really visual right now. Yes. In this photo. Yes. Okay. So the tower is supposedly seven miles tall, and the shard is supposedly a mile and a half tall. Either way, that's fucking tall. Either way, yeah. And obviously, that's not something natural. It's not. 
You mean we didn't just ship that there? We could have. <laughs> Using what? <laughs> so enhanced photos even show what looked to be guy wires coming out of the shard, which is a very, which is a common thing that's going to reoccur. Yeah. In all of these structures. Man, I wish I could see that on. Again, that's I know one it's of in those, the book, but that's one of those pictures that I can't explain. Oh, you can't. It's so weird. Idea. Like I look up, like this book gives you frame numbers, right? I look up the frame number, can't find it. I look up frame number on NASA's website, can't find it. There's ones that I look up the frame number, it comes up right away with the NASA website. But there's ones that you look up, you can't find it. It's strange. Fuckers. Yeah. Another wild and wacky and interesting thing. Wild and wacky facts? Wild wacky truth truth facts. There is an occurrence called transient lunar phenomena that have been witnessed on the moon. TLP? TLP. So TLP are temporary changes in the lunar surface such as color or reflectivity. Hmm. Now, the book has gone into... I think 12 or 15 notable TLP uh, occurrences in history. And I think shit, they go back to like 800, like 800. Yeah. That's a, a lot. 80, yeah. Oh, oh, or BC, BC, BC. You're talking about historical time. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry, t- I thought you were talking about 800 photos. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> no, it's not as bad as historical. <laughs> so I got a couple notable ones. Let's see on April 18th, 1787. British astronomer Sir William Herschel. I also picked a lot of these with names that are easy to pronounce. But why? Um, it's fun saying hard names. Right. Hoyland. Hoyland. Thanks for the info, sir. Um, he <laughs> witnessed William Herschel. Sir, Sir William Herschel witnessed three red glowing spots on the dark part of the moon. The brightest of the... I put a 9F... The brightest of the three was said to be brighter than a, the recent comet that had been seen. This all happened at the same time the Aurora Borealis was witnessed over Italy, an event rare to see that far south of the pole. So, Amuamua? No. What in the hell? <laughs> oh, okay. You said comet. 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 You said comet, and I didn't know if you were talking about Amuamua or... Oh, uh, yeah, Amuamua. No. Um, I like that name. Um, um, Two things happened. You got this TLP witnessed on the moon, and at the same time, there's the northern lights being viewed over Italy. I saw a video with the uh, three red dots you were talking about. I was looking at it thinking that almost looks like the ass end of a spaceship, Mm -hmm. the triangle shape, right? Uh Uh-huh. But then I realized they only had, like, I think two rockets back then, like two yeah. It wasn't a triangle. It was just two side by side. Well, depending on it was, when it was. Well, that's true. Saturn it doesn't five. if it doesn't tell. Well, Saturn 5 was one. Oh, Saturn 5 was one? Yeah. I didn't know that. I should have known that. Well, it would blur into one. Cuz you got the few of them next to each other. Jesus? <laughs> yes, my son. <laughs> <laughs> Another event was during the Apollo 11 mission. Houston had been advised by astronomers in West Germany that a TLP event was seen in the area around Aristarchus. Place on the moon. Uh, <laughs> in case you were curious. But it could have been German, too. Yes. Aristarchus. Right. 
Um, Houston asked Apollo to observe and report. Mm-hmm. Armstrong radio back saying, hey, Houston, I'm looking north up toward Aristarchus, Aristarchus now. There's an area that is considerably more illuminated than the surrounding area. It seems to have a slight amount of fluorescence. So it was even witnessed by the Apollo 11 crew. So That was that was going too, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I remember Buzz Aldrin's, there's something outside our, keeping pace with our ship stuff, but yeah. that's later. It's a little later. One of my favorite photos of weird things I saw on the moon is called the castle. So the castle is exactly as it sounds. I found it. It's an <laughs> it's an odd geometrical shaped object that resembles a castle. It's like Castle Grayskull. It's a weird looking thing. Or the Wizard of Oz Emerald City Castle. Yes. <laughs> He's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I got Grayskull, but I don't understand the Wizard <laughs> of Oz reference. Um, so you can't tell in this photo apart from the background, mm-hmm. but it is actually hanging nine miles above the surface. Nine miles above the surface. Yes, this picture, the only picture I can find of it is zoomed in drastically, but it was, but that is above the surface of the moon. Now, could be a UFO, mm-hmm. but it is also accompanied by smaller castles around it on enhanced images. You can't really see it in the one I could find. Again, in the book, you get the, all these pictures. It's weird because it kind of looks like it could be a reflection halfway through. Yeah. Or just missing, or an alien spaceship, yeah, or a very long tower, <laughs> um, all, any of it, or I'm done. <laughs> but on the enhanced version, you could see smaller "quote unquote" castles around it. Yeah, could be a mothership. But other enhancements show that the castle's photo actually appears to have a wire suspending it, and not only is there just a wire going through it. But it also sags from the weight of the castle, quote-unquote, the structure. Uh, A later photo released from NASA, the same frame, Mm -hmm. same picture. These lines are gone from it. Was the castle still there, though? The castle was still there, but the lines are gone. So, I don't know. Hmm. But you could say maybe it's the lines for field of reference of the camera. Right. But those lines are straight. This one... Sagging with the uh, whatever the structure is might have weight to it. I mean, maybe it's like a. I don't. I don't. I don't even have the enough knowledge to speculate it. Of course, but are the lines in this photo right now? <sighs> I thought I grabbed the one. Yes. Okay, I thought that's. I was yes. looking at the same thing. All right. So there's that one, and then if you look at the top point of the structure, there's another one. I see. Yep. I I see them both. Yeah. So, but that could just be from the photo, couldn't it? Yeah. And I think there's another one going this way. If I'm going the way the lines are going with you right now, then I'm wrong. Ah. But from the top point. Top point. It, if you look, it's hard to tell. But either way, there's lines that can be seen in this photo um, that the author believe might, believes might be guy wires. So some of these anomalies lead credence to the dome theory. Uh, I like dome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like we talked about, we already know what the dome yes. theory is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the dome 
Theory would suggest that it was set in place to protect an advanced civilization city below from meteor bombardment, mm-hmm. or maybe for uh, artificial atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we can't survive up there without spacesuits, so maybe there's probably Others. a good chance that something else probably couldn't. Right. Tra- terraforming the moon, except not terraforming it. Right. Hmm. Remember when I told you to remember Surveyor 4? Yes, I do. Yes, we're going to talk about Surveyor 4. Let's talk about it. If you remember, Surveyor 4 failed. Into the moon. Yes. Uh, Or was that the failed crash? Failed crash. (laughs) (laughs) Surveyor 4 was an unmanned probe that disappeared without a trace during its landing procedure on the moon. Mm. This one was supposed to land. Disappeared without a trace. Just vanished. It David is, Blaine. It is widely known, based off of NASA's official statements, that this probe failed at some stage during its final landing and crashed into the soft landing location of the moon. It got fucked. Well, yeah. But the probe crashed in the sinus medi region, which, again, is where most of this weird shit is. Right, right. Um, it wasn't until after... They successfully landed Surveyor 6 on 4's original mission to that area and observed the pictures taken that they then decided to cancel Sinus Sinus Medi for the landing zone of Apollo 11. So, Surveyor 4. So, it's almost like there's some shit there. Yes. They were like, oh, nope. Yeah. uh, Surveyor 4 Mm -hmm. disappears without a trace during its landing sequence. They make Surveyor 5's already in the process of its mission. Right. Or getting ready to launch. So then they make Surveyor 6. Of course. To fills make up 4. Yes. Got it. Same place. Landed, I think it was 50 miles or 5 miles. It was it was very close to the original landing point of 4. Right. But it was moved just slightly. So landed, took pictures. And then once they saw the pictures from that, they decided to cancel that area as... The landing location for Apollo 11. So are those pictures anywhere? Are they kind of just talked about and never seen? Yes. Yeah, oh, that was a yes. Um, the dep- Any uh, hackers out there, please go find Surveyor 6. Well, those were oh, all the old negatives, and that was around the time. Or that's all the kind of stuff that's that that right. guy was told to destroy stuff. There's a story in there. Now, I didn't take notes on this, so I'm going off of memory at this point. It works for me. There's a story in there where this guy who works for NASA is looking at pictures from one of the missions mm-hmm. with a guy higher up. And they see these, like, structures, like legitimate structures you can clear as day make out. None of this, like, speculating, looking at looking at them, trying to point out things that we had, we're doing. Like, All the blurry up. pictures, they're, like, clearer. Yes. And uh, they're looking at them, and somebody, whether it's the guy who worked for them or the higher up, was like, Look at those structures. Those are crazy. Look at this, all this stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're going through them. Next day, this guy has the pictures, and he wants to go show his colleague. And he goes to show his colleague, and it skips those frames. They're gone. Well, yeah, I was about to say. You, yeah. You silly Frames fan. are gone. So he's walking around. He's walking on this, uh, at the, wherever this place is that I work. Um, and he walks by this higher up, and he goes, where were those structures in the pictures? And he, the guy did exactly that. He smiled and looked at him. He goes, there was never any structures there. What are you talking about? I 
And you must have been mistaken. F- skips like from frame 58 to like 64 or something like that. It's like obviously there's missing there. No, no, those are black photo like, you know, blacked out. They weren't no good. And he also talked about this guy in there talked about how he personally witnessed people airbrushing negatives. You can air Okay. Different age, I know. Yes. You can airbrush negatives. Apparently. So getting back on brushing negatives. Yeah. So getting back to it, this was originally supposed to be the location for Apollo 11, but it was changed after that. So the disappearance of Surveyor 4 might not have been as cut and dry as we were told. NASA's official explanation is that Surveyor 4 suffered a catastrophic chemical fire. But as the book points out, if this was this case then the fire would have started and spread, and they would have seen systems shut down one by one as the fire spread. Right. Right. Because it didn't crash yet. It was still flying through the atmosphere on a descent. And then it got fucked. And it got fucked. Blown out of the sky. So they would have seen these shut down one by one, but the problem is is that it just disappeared in a second. In one blip, which is gone. Almost like it was shot out of the sky. Or, remember, or, rendezvous radar. Maybe there was a structure it crashed into. Oh. And the speeds at which these surveyors are coming in yeah, would have completely annihilated and obliterated it had it crashed even into a rock or a mountain. Say there was a mountain. Right. At that, at that level. It didn't have its landing thrusters on to slow it down or parachutes and none of that yet. It was still in a descent. Right. So it was flying in and it would have just completely obliterated it in a second. They had no cameras on these things. Nope. Well, they did, but it didn't take a picture of the landing. And if it did, if it did crash into something, you think they would have shown that? Yeah, I want to see. No, they probably wouldn't have gone back for number six. They'd be like, hey, fuck that shit. Yeah. Oh, I did right in here. Surveyor 6 landed a half a mile away from Ford's original landing zone. Gotcha. So this thing might have crashed into something. Then they land Surveyor 6 half a mile away. Same region, but they moved it. And? That was it. Oh. They took pictures. And then they just, yeah. And then they moved on with it. Fuckers. Yeah. So at the time of us doing our lunar missions. Mm-hmm. Um, Soviet Union was doing their own. Yes, they were. You talked about Sputnik. But they had a series of missions called the Zond missions. Z-O-N-D. Not as cool as Apollo. Nope. They also didn't have as good cameras as us. And their cameras were pretty pretty rough. Fucking Soviets. But they still had some wild occurrences in their pictures. Yeah. So the Zond missions were Soviets... 1960s flyby probes. Their goal is to fly by a target and snap pictures. Some of them missed the moon. So <laughs> Seems to be a common theme. Yes. Some of them missed them completely by miles. Couldn't get good pictures. Some of them were right there. Got a good picture. So Zond 1, Zond 1 was sent to Venus successfully, and Zond 2 was sent to Mars successfully. Beautiful. So didn't worked out for them there. Zon 3 was intended for Mars as well, but missed its window and snapped pictures of the moon on flyby to salvage the mission. Mm. So, yeah, they were going to send it to Mars. That's what I'm looking at right now, I think. They sent it wrong. Yep. So, Zon 3 took... Tw- we were going to Mars, but we hit the moon. Yeah. <laughs> the hell? 
Well, they missed it, and they're like, well, shit, now what? We spend a lot of money on this. They're like, oh, we'll send it to the fucking moon. You get a better window. We get a window once a day for that one. <laughs> so they sent it to uh, sent it to the moon instead. So the f- it took 23 photos, and their cameras were worse than what we were rocking, but two of the, image capture, two of the images capture incredible things. The first image, frame 25, shows another tower structure jutting out of the surface. I see it. I see it. This one stands, you ready for this? 20 miles high. It's not that tall. <laughs> 20 is, miles. Yeah. Lord. It is seen in the photograph on the horizon of the moon, but its base is not visible because it's around the side of the moon as the, as the it's flying by. Right, so it's almost like a tower that's looking yes. before the base. Um, the tower is not seen in the next frame or the frame after. Oh, in the next frame, because as they were moving, as Zon 3 was flying by, yeah. it was going away from its field of view. Oh, it was going the opposite way. Yes. Okay, all right, all right. So it was seen for a quick frame, because it snaps a frame every couple seconds, and this right. thing's fucking flying. The next stream frame that was taken was 34 seconds later. Yeah, so right. 30 seconds had passed, so they were moving by. But the probe was flying by, and the tower had passed out of its line of sight. So in the second image... Was framed oh, 28, I think it was. Yes, 28. That's what I thought. Um, the second image, frame 28, shows a large dome-like structure on the bottom right corner of the picture. I was looking at that. I'm like, that looks like a fucking stick holding up a fake moon. It's weird. It, it enhanced photos in the book, and I think you can kind of see it clearly in this one. I can it see has it. like a battered look to it, and it looks like, looks like a legitimate glass dome. Right. But it's got a battered look to it, like it's been pelted. You can't really see it in this one. Just but, all white. Yeah, it's really, really um, high, high contrast in ours. Yeah. But in the book, you could see, like, it's been pelted. So um, it's like denser. Yes, but yeah. it's, like, not cratered like the moon surface to be confused. It's really shiny dome, like glass dome. Now, but is this, that's a big fucking... It is. And is it a um, dark side or light side of the moon? Light. Light, Okay. Yes. Can we see it now? I think so. Okay. I can't remember which crater it is. But, yeah, so that was the Zond missions. Mayor Carissium. Remember, mayors are the dark, dark area. Yes, 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 yes. I'm so sorry. Just think I mayor. thought you were talking about mayor, and I was like, who the fuck is this character? <laughs> Um, Mare Carissium is a 350-mile-wide mare in the northeast region of the moon from when observed from Earth. It has three prominent impact craters, and it called Swift, Pierce, and Picard. Oh, Picard. Yes. Uh, Mare Carissium is a source of a mass con, or mass, connect, or mass concentrations of gravity. Mm-hmm. Um, the mare has a smooth, flat-grade topography, the theory on how it was formed was due to a large impact that melted the surface mm. and the debris from the from the projectile and the surface of the moon itself created a molten lava-type pond that cooled and formed the surface this way. There are at least 12 recorded TLP events occurring over the Mare Carissium dating back to 1882. And the theory goes that the glass structures would reflect, reflect and bend the light to form multicolors or other strange light anomalies. So you think that these TLP are kind of like when you 
have the glass pyramids, you know, and you see the rainbow coming out, the prisms. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so they think that these TLP events are caused by the light reflecting through all these glass layers. Which would make sense. It's the same theory. Yep. Spires, towers, bridges, and even what looks to be a satellite dish have all been spotted and analyzed in photographs taken from the Maracrisium of on the moon. Again, all in the book. I don't have the time to go through all of them. <laughs> But all these major events of or major structures and anomalies have been recorded there. Mayor Christine was a hotbed of anomalous pictures, all taken from various missions, manned and unmanned. The whole chap there's a whole chapter in the book culminated in what was a picture examined from the Apollo ten mission. So the flight path took them across the southwest region of the mayor, taking pictures as they went by. In one particular frame, frame AS one zero dash three zero Dash one four two one. It's a hell of a name. AS one zero. Usually, if what I've learned in these frames mm-hmm. is the first bit is the mission. So like, gotcha. AS one zero Apollo ten mission. Oh, um, you. LO two lunar orbiter two. Uh, makes sense actually. Yes. In one particular picture, the researchers and author were studying a weird flare that showed up on the northeast edge of the mare as they looked across Picard. But upon closer analysis, the author also noticed a glass dome in the typical dome fashion. I cannot find this picture anywhere. I was about to say, I have no more pictures Other than in the book. It's in the book, but... The picture in the book. Yes. See the glass dome? Yes. Clearly? Yes. Oh. Well, with the imagination, yes. It's... (laughs) Not with the imagination. It's there. It's weird. It's there. Uh give some evidence here in a minute if you're able to look at it the pictures the picture looks um to be a side-on view of the dome with the ridge line of the mountains of the mare seen behind it proposing that it sat in the mare itself and wasn't a formation of the mountainous ridge so you're in this mare Mm -hmm. it's obviously like you got the mountain around it because that's your you know grade grade level right and he sits in so this dome is like right on the edge of the mountain going up to bring it back up to level. And you can see the dome ridge line, but then also behind you could see the mountain. Gotcha. So it's in the mare, but it's right on the edge. Gotcha. The enhanced contrast photo clearly outlines a glass dome clear as day. And the author mentioned structures and protrusions from inside of the dome, but I couldn't I couldn't see that. There was all sorts of shit he was seeing in there I did not see. <laughs> <laughs> a little stretch, huh? It was a hell of a stretch. But there was a lot of research and analysis done that the author did on this particular photo. Photos incredible. The photo. Wow. The what book is incredible with photos and decades of research analysis to back up the claims. Highly recommend it. And that is as far as I'm going with the research in that book. Gotcha. There's a lot of shit in there, a lot of visual. A lot of visual shit, but it's definitely a good book to check out. Definitely. 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 For sure. For sure. So that's a bit of structures on the moon. Uh I know when I, um, I love your uh uh-huh's like way back here. Uh It's your turn to talk. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, take a nap. Yeah. Take a nap. So when, in my research. Yup. In my research of, uh. The structures on the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't read a book. Yep. I just read an article from a dude that I can't really use any of the pictures or stuff. Nice. 
Um, let's just say he used a tactic that kind of helped me see things mm-hmm. or he would take known sites on earth, like pyramids of Giza and Machu Picchu and all that. Yep. And he put them in the resolution that was similar to what the moon resolution was and showed what the structures would look like in that resolution that we know are actually like the pyramids are really here and all that. Mm-hmm. And it helped with the other f- photos that he was showing to see what he was talking about. And some of that was like, uh, he showed a, a picture and it looked like wagon wheels yep. that could have been like a generator on the moon in one of the craters. So yeah, these, these giant wagon wheels that, I mean, they look similar to what an old generator, mm-hmm. not an old generator, just a generator would look like in the uh, Star Wars movie, if you remember. Cool. Can I lead uh, some expert opinion here? Yeah. Um, motors yeah. Are, are round. And they have a coil on the inside of them. Did I say motor? No, I'm saying it. Oh. oh. Because that would be a generator. Would be. So there's a coil. Mm-hmm. And it would look similar. It's in a, it's round. So it would look similar to a wheel like that. Yeah. And electricity would probably work the same way, whether you're from here or Mars. Or the moon. Or the moon. So you're talking about the generators or motor? Well, it's the, the same, same thing. Th- yeah, okay. so it, it, it tracks. Gotcha. It tracks. It tracks. So <laughs> these appear to be giant um, generators or motors. Yes, um, it's a coil. Yes, The coil, and they look to be approximately standing the average size of a skyscraper on Earth. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a giant. Like, would that be uh, generating the moon base? You have a cool-looking crater. Uh, it's called the Elephant Head Crater, if you want to look it up. So it's a crater. You can see what looks like an elephant with the trunk going down yep. into the crater. I'm looking it up. Yep, Elephant Head Crater. I hear a fucking fly. Oh, shit, I thought there was a motorcycle outside. No, that's a fly. All right, Elephant Head Crater. I got it. All right. Back in. Dang. So the elephant head crater looks like an elephant that is getting, as he puts it, a drink of water out of a large bowl. That's a bee, not a not a fly. Yeah. Ow! <laughs> Fuck. We're being attacked. The government's getting us. Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> we know too much. <laughs> <laughs> they sent the killer bee. <laughs> Don't swing them at me. I'll try my darkness. <laughs> Fuck you. It's, it's not going to like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Where'd it go? It's been hit towards me. It, not only has it been hit towards you, it's the bigger no. issue is it's going to be pissed off. And it's completely gone. There it is. Where? Home run hit, baby. He's obviously still alive. Not anymore. I squished the shit out of him. Ha! Government! Oh, like a you man. can't get us. There's a million dollar bee drone. <laughs> Crushed. Son of a bitch. Oh, fucking hey, right, doggy. So this elephant head crater. Um, I don't even know how to get back into this because I don't know where we left off and uh, we got elephant attacked by a crater. bee. There was a little pause there. So the elephant head crater, so we're just going to start here. It uh, appears to be... Um, an elephant drinking out of like a large bowl. Sure. If you, what you are looking at. I'm looking. Yes, you are. 
it's said to kind of look like what it would look like to mine. So maybe it's like a mining apparatus. Mm. Oh. Mm. Then you have the moon glider. Now, this one is hard for me really to kind of see. I see it. Yeah, it's kind of difficult for me. The tilted thin ring on the left in the center wraps around the fuselage. The I see it now, see. yeah. So it kind of looks like a airplane glider yeah. on the plane, or on the plane, on the moon, on the plane. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so just taking a different approach to how you look at it. Mm-hmm. I like the one titled World War Moon. It's yeah. A wild topic. The giant wheel. That's what we're looking. Yeah. The, oh, you see, I, how did I skip that one? Giant wheel that looks like the, uh, like a fallen Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel. <laughs> I like Ferris. Yeah, Ferris of them all. Yeah, it does look like a Ferris wheel. And then my favorite temple. Would, the temple on the moon. It's pretty wild. Because it actually looks like buildings. It does. Like a little city. Yeah. It's like a straight up structure. But I'm just going to link. Oh, and then there's Evergreen Crater. It's like a, there's a crater. Something coming up from the center. Looks like a, I don't even know what to call it, jetting out from the right and a ball coming out in the left. Or that's right. Right, left, whatever. Yeah, and you got something sticking up in the middle. Yeah. The, oh, I thought I said that. No. It's okay. And when the artist so, paints it green, it looks like it's green. <laughs> yes. It does look like so, a tree. So basically it looks like a lot of artificial shit that wouldn't just, like if you have a crater, you're not going to all of a sudden have something jutting out of this, the center of right. it. But, so that's basically, that was the structures on the moon. We encourage everybody, because this is difficult for us to convey yeah. what we're seeing. Everyone should do their own research, look at their own pictures, check out that book if you'd like, or check out something else. And if I this will, is on the interest you, definitely yeah. look into it yourself because you can get in some rabbit holes and find some stuff. I will, we will have this link to this website as well for you to check out in the show notes. Yes. But those were the structures. Now let's talk about the UFOs slash missing audio conspiracy too. So on Apollo 11... Done. Uh, there's some missing audio there. Mm-hmm. Two minutes of it is said to be of um, of uh, communication between Apollo 11 and NASA or Houston, and it was said to be switched over from onto the medical line from the main line that everybody here on, hears on the broadcast to yeah. the medical line, which was kept private for obvious reasons in case there was a medical emergency. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to have that broadcast over the sure. You know, oh my leg got ripped off and I'm dying. <laughs> I think it'd be a little quicker than that, but you get the point. <laughs> the lunar module <laughs> will not take off, and we're stuck. Yeah. Uh, President Nixon, your speech is on. <laughs> well, on the medical line, this is the uh, dialogue supposedly that happened between the Apollo. I don't know if, which astronaut. I'm going to go with Neil just because he's awesome. He and Houston. So is Buzz. So, Honestly, I should have you read one and the other because right now I'm going to be reading both parts. I Ooh, better. Should I bring up your notes? Do it. Where they do you want to be a NASA or do you want to be Apollo 11? Like, what are your notes? Where, where, where are they? Are they in this six, seven. Buddy. Part two? Yes. Uh, the green and blue? Uh, yes, green and blue. All right. Who are you going to be? I'm going to be. I did <clears> the research. I'm going to be Apollo. All right. 
All right, so these this is the supposed transcript on the medical line. You'd clear that throat. We need Ready for this professional shit. sounding NASA. <clears throat> now, one thing also, well, you know what? I'll get into that afterwards. Do Let's just read it. All right. Why is Sasquatch popping around? Uh, <laughs> those are giant things. No, no, this is not an optical illusion. No one is going to believe this. What? 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 What the hell is happening? What's wrong with you? <laughs> They're here under the surface. What's here? Muffled noise. Uh, emission interrupted. Interference control calling Apollo 11. We saw some visitors. They were here for a while observing the instruments. Repeat your last information. I say that there... I don't know why you didn't say I said. I say that there are other spaceships. They're lined up on the other side of the crater. Let us sound the orbital... And I'm guessing it cuts out there because it's like mid-word it stops. Orbita in 625 to 5. Automatic relay connection are connected. My hands are shaking so badly I can't do anything. Film it. God, if these damned cameras have picked up anything, what then? Have you picked up anything? I didn't have the film at hand. Three shots of the saucers or whatever they were that were ruining the film. Control, control here. Are you on your way? What is your uproar with the UFOs over? They've landed there. There they are, and they're watching us. The mirrors, the mirrors. Have you set them up? Yes, they're in the right place, but whoever made those spaceships surely can come tomorrow and move them over and out. What in the actual fuck? Now, I'm not saying this is actual dialogue or not. But this okay. is I've seen a couple times. This is what the... Uh, it's said to be on the medical line. Mm-hmm. And some people say, I'm a dreamer, and I'm not the only one. No. <laughs> Just went with a London reference. Uh, they they say, because it's so informal, uh-huh. right? Now, reading that long-ass transcript, if you remember, yeah, the only times they were really formal, like Houston, blah, 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 yeah. you know, and all that stuff, was when they were being kind of on TV. Yeah. Uh, most of the time, it was like that. They were just talking. Mm-hmm. They were just communicating back and forth. As you would, really, really. Yeah. So when you say, oh, they didn't say Houston, blah, 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 or whatever, they weren't doing that when they weren't being uh, broadcasted. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't, that doesn't stand out to me. Now, if this is true or not, I'm not going to speculate mm-hmm. it's just what i found that as well as uh ufo sightings aldrin saw a ufo while traveling to them like on their way to the moon mm-hmm. he said he's well, on the broadcast he said he saw a light out of his window they were looking out the window he was looking out the window that appeared to be moving alongside them now remember how fast they were going yeah 20 something thousand 20 to twenty five thousand miles an hour yeah yeah that's pretty light later though he claimed and you speculate why Later, though, he claimed that it was just the sun reflecting off one of the four panels that detached when the they extracted the lander from the rocket. So mm-hmm. they had to take the rocket, connect it to, or uh, dock it to whatever the hell it's the, called, and take yeah. the lunar module and move it onto there before just getting rid of the... Yeah. So the, he was saying it was probably one of the panels that ejected when they were moving the lunar module over. Mm, ejected behind them and somehow got next to them to reflect light. 
I, I'm all for that. There's a problem with the fact that it was still going the same speed. Right. Uh, just when you eject it, usually you would that's eject it backwards yeah, that's what I'm away from you. But I'm not a astronaut or a scientist. So <laughs> another report claimed Armstrong and Aldrid saw UFOs and structures when they were on the moon, which was kind of what we just covered in that fun play along <laughs> fun transcript. Play along. Now, there are some videos out there that show during takeoff and, and not takeoff, but takeoff from the moon, coming back to the Apollo 11, even the Apollo 17, they show shit just flying towards the moon. Mm-hmm. But there's never, like, a, you'd think you'd see, like, a crash or something. There's yeah. nothing. And there's things flying away from the moon. And it could just be space junk. Mm-hmm. It could not be. There's no right angles. It's just one way and the other. Yeah, but that is that. And then there was talk about Apollo seventeen. Why was it the last mission, manned mission to the moon? They were said that there was an alien presence on the moon mm. that was ordered that that was ordered. Wow, good English. <laughs> sort of, that ordered them to leave and never return because they were trespassing because they claimed the moon as mm-hmm. their own. And uh, Pitchens. <clears throat> Pitchens. Bitchin'. Picture, <laughs> bitchin' pictures. Pictures from the mission uh, contain spacecrafts. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see any. I couldn't find I any of these. Many. But, of course, if there are, are they going to be available on the web? Right. No. So, yeah, those are the UFO sightings that I researched. And structures that I researched. And the Apollo 17 mission that we both researched. Yes. But what are your thoughts? My what thoughts. are you thoughts? My thoughts are that this second part was hard for us to convey the information we were seeing. Yes. Because you guys, it's something you guys need to see on your own. So visual. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a visual on an audio medium. So we highly recommend everybody do their own research and look into it. Because there's some really in- interesting stuff to be looked into. <laughs> Check out the book. It's really good if you're interested in What's it. What's the title again? It is called Ancient Aliens on the Moon by Mike Barra. He's it will bear. be linked in our episode notes. Absolutely. So. For sure. For sure. Everybody, thanks so much for listening to our seventh episode on the moon. Ooh, Join episode. us next Monday for our next episode. Tell a friend, rate us, review us, write us, email us at dtscast at gmail.com and at don't touch my Sasquatch pod on Insta. Everybody remember, stay curious, be vigilant, and don't touch my Sasquatch. Don't you fucking do it. Peace. See ya. Roll it. Me, you, and Little Squatch are ready. Little Squatch. Look at him. With his fucking six-pack. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you son of a bitch. 12 foot. <laughs> 12 inches. I love the way you said that. It's a big statue. Good lord, what is that? Wood. <laughs> See? Lots of jingles. Restart. Yet another one. Goddamn allergies. Fucking duck. Uh, you don't want to fuck a duck. They're tiny. Ooh. Did you find it? No. No. I found it. Woohoo.
Someone in France just checked out our website. <gasps> Français. Shout out, listener. That is in Ziblebet. <laughs> <laughs> and we lost them. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to our sixth episode on the moon. And by sixth episode, I mean seventh. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to our sixth episode on the moon. Seventh. Fuck, I did it again. <laughs> God damn. I'm just cutting this.